Welcome back to Tulsa Time with Bishop David Conrola. We're here talking about the Synod and getting the Synod feedback. We received over a thousand participants, uh, either online or in person in the Synod, which I thought was a really good uh, response to the Synod. Sure, sure, I think it was, yeah. Um, so the next question that we're going to talk about is, do you feel the, the church listens to you or hears what you're saying? And what can we do as members of the church to help people contribute to the life of the church? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get just kind of your thoughts on this answer. This was uh, submitted online. Mm -hmm. So I'll just, this is quoted um, from, so from this, this answer. So this is an answer to that question. There's an answer to, this, to that question. Mm -hmm. And it says, our parish priest is willing to listen to, the, to his parishioners and is constantly asking for feedback. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, it's really hard, to, she feels like, to contribute to the life of the church. Yeah, it is. I, I, I'm sure it seems that way. What I would suggest for all of us to think is to, to broaden our sense of what that means, to contribute to the life of the church. What does it mean? Um, the first thing that we might think of, today is the feast day of St. Henry, um, is when we say the life of the church, we're talking about the church triumphant mm. in heaven, the, which means the saints, we're talking about the church uh, suffering in purgatory, our loved ones who we have lost and who we believe are with God. Uh, and we're talking about the church militant, us here on earth. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that we not get so focused on what we're doing here that we forget the other, right. that we forget that, that we're not separated from them they're with God in heaven, but we will be with them one day, we, be we believe and pray and hope. So how do we contribute to the life of the whole church? First, recognize that the whole church is contributing to our life. The saints are praying for us. Uh, we have this whole cloud of witnesses, as the Bible says. And then hearkening back to what we were saying in the last episode, the main thing that we can contribute to the life of the church is our own spiritual health. Uh, Paul uses the image of the body to talk about the church. And the body has head and feet and hands and organs and so forth. The church uses the image, uh, Pope Pius XII, the image of the mystical body of Christ. Well, using that image helps us to see that the holier any one of us is, the holier the body of the church is. And so all of us following Christ are striving after a union with that grace which he gives us. That is a more important contribution to the life of the church than right. anything else we could do. Think of it. Even I as a bishop. Okay, so I'm a bishop. If I'm not holy or striving after holiness, what use is my being a bishop? The church has in its history plenty of really nasty bishops, really uh, <laughs> poor examples of being Christians who scandalized uh, many people. So the fact that they were a bishop actually worked against them. Mm -hmm. St. Augustine talks about that. He says that um, his, his being a bishop fills him with fear his being baptized fills him with a sense of belonging with everyone else. With you, I am baptized. I am a member of the church. Uh, but I have this heavy weight, this authority placed on me as a bishop, which represents risk. 
baptism represents aid. Okay. So, for, for all of us to be seeking and striving after holiness is a it is such an important contribution to the life of the church and one we will overlook. We will think, unless I get to, to say my piece at the parish council meeting or unless I get to send my email in to the pastor or to the bishop or unless they follow my advice on X, Y, or Z, I'm not contributing to the life of the church. If that's all you think that your contribution can be, then yes, you're going to think you're not contributing, but that's the smallest part of your contribution. Yeah. And then again, going back to what we were saying last week. If everybody is doing everything that has to do with the parish, and no one is talking to everybody else outside who's not in the parish yet, mm -hmm. then the church is failing. Her mission is to agentes, right? That was in the council documents, to the people. And so all of us, our most important role as members of the church is who we talk to today. Yeah, before you were a bishop, you were a, a, a pastor at St. Mary's in, in, at Texas A&M. Yeah. <laughs> how, how like, attractive was it when you saw the young people striving for holiness, striving to have a deep relationship with Christ? It's not exaggeration, though I'm from Texas, so it comes to us naturally. It's not exaggeration to say that on any given Sunday during the school year, people would come out of the main mass crying. I mean, literally people who were visiting families of students, out of town visitors who had come to the games and so forth, people would come out of mass with tears in their eyes because they had not been in an experience where you had a thousand people packed into a space that's designed for 800 or 850, and those people are uh, enwrapped with what's going on, singing at the top of their lungs, and they're young. College students, right. they don't have to be there, their parents aren't there to make them be there, and yet there they are. So uh, it is absolutely the witness of the devout disciple of Jesus Christ who's striving to live their life in all humility, following him, that makes the most difference to the life and mission of the church in the world. That's the main thing. Yeah. One of the uh, answers we received from, from the Synod was a desire to bridge gaps between either the Hispanic community, the Anglo community. We have a very strong Burmese population here, Zomi population. Um, you know, it's, We celebrate Mass in this diocese in, let me think out loud here, yeah. in seven languages, I think, uh, most every weekend. English, Spanish, Vietnamese, Zomi. Arabic uh, in our uh, Maronite parish, mm -hmm. Latin in our Latin mass parishes. Um, is that five? Um, some weekends we have mass in Tagalog, the, the Filipinos. Uh, I think one weekend a month we have mass in a home in Korean, a, a visiting Korean priest. Um, let's see, is that all? I think that's all. So when, when we encounter people in the church who speak different languages, who have different customs, who come from different cultural backgrounds, 
That is simply the richness yeah, of the, the church. Yeah. The Catholicity of the church in the world is exhibited most readily, I think, within our Catholic parishes, where you see people of all different uh, backgrounds and stripes, particularly at least in the cities, you know, in the big cities. Um, now that is certainly true. Um, the, uh, the, the recognition that everyone in the world is invited into the church and eventually you're going to meet everyone in the world. You were just in Ireland. Yes. Uh, they speak a different language there too. And I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Although sometimes you couldn't understand, even though you're like, I know you're speaking English. I just can't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but they were saying the same. So, yeah, so, yeah. So bridging gaps, yes. It, it all comes down to the same thing. Do we like to have friends and do we like to form friendships? Then form friendships. Uh, then invite people to your home. Go out to, to dinner with them after Mass, etc. All It all comes down to the same thing. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to Tulsa Time with Bishop David A. Condorla. Be sure to tune in next week as we continue talking about the Synod.